comes a one-two pitch. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode four of Sox Fan Pod. Um, it's been a minute, but we're back. Whole cast here talking Sox. Charlie, give me a hot take right now. <laughs> hot take right now? Uh, Red Sox aren't losing another game. They are not losing another game. That's not very hot. <laughs> it's very hot. Because we've lost nine at this point. We are eight and nine, and uh, Caesar works for Nesson. Caesar's watched them. Um Nick hasn't because he doesn't live here, and neither does Charlie. But, oh, on the record, I have I've genuinely not missed an inning of this ball club yet. You haven't missed an inning of the entire season. I have not missed an inning yet. I swear to God, not I, even the Apple TV game. I swear to God, that's a hundred percent true. Wow, you so you for at eleven a you were up at eleven a.m. today. I had a 11 to 12, 10 a.m. class today with Dr. Mark Crying, But uh, fortunately and unfortunately, if you were Justin Turner trying to watch his wife run the marathon, congratulations to her, by the way, um, the game was postponed and delayed. Sorry, not postponed. It was delayed. Um, so I was able to watch it afterwards. But so Justin you- Turner was not able to watch his wife cross the finish line. There's no way that you've watched every you've watched every single Nick, inning of Nick, Joey, games. Joey, genuinely, if I'm at a party, I have it on my phone. If oh. I'm in class, I have it on my computer. I swear to God, I've not missed an inning of this season. Follow up question of that, Nick. Do you have how many? I want to know over under two friends. <laughs> <laughs> the the over is barely cashing <laughs> wow i mean what a start here nick <laughs> does not turn off the red Sox. honestly i turn off the red Sox when they're losing like i can't i can't i can't watch them lose like that Amen. like on opening day i watched like two innings on opening day dude that's outrageous. Oh, that was a good game opening day joey i had an interview on opening day with espn and i had it going on my phone are you, are you kidding? I'm so, so you just serious. Don't, you just I don't want to work at ESPN. Going and I had it going on my phone. Did you get the job? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> that's 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 crazy. I mean, okay, whatever. I mean, I have school. I will say the Tampa Bay series was tough. That was a tough series to watch on my phone. What did you expect, though? That was actually the worst baseball I've ever watched. To be completely honest, I expected a split. Wow. I, I, I was hoping for at least one game, but I was not expecting split. I believe every single five of the Tampa Bay starters are better than every single five of our starters. Like the, the worst Tampa Bay starter is better than our best starter, which is Eflin. And he's better than Whitlock. He's not, he's better, not than better than Whitlock. Whitlock. No, he's not. Stop that. Stop that. That's Zach a hot take. Eflin, nice. Also the highest paid player in – Tampa Bay free agency history. Don't you have some like Nick? Don't you have like some love of Zach Eflin? Do I love Zach Eflin? But isn't he the highest paid? Pl- we can get into that in a minute. But highest paid in free right agent con. 
he's I'm the pretty, highest paid. He is the highest paid free agent contract. In free agent at forty million. Yeah, free. free. I'm pretty sure that's true, right? Yeah, no, that's true. Wander is no, dude. I love Zach Eflin, but I don't. So I don't good. have to talk about that right now. Chuck, how have you been? It's been a while. I know, yeah, hey man, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I've been good. I've been watching Sox, not every single inning. Uh, you know, because I actually have somewhat of a life, but I've been watching Sox, I've been watching them lose, struggle, and I've also been on the other side where they're they've been walking it off, and uh, they've been they've been getting the crowd going, the blood blood pumping. I, I'm I don't know where to stand as a Red Sox fan right now. Sox are three and zero when I go. Wow! So you're gonna go to every other game now. I'm going to Mar- well, I got I have not so first game of the year, I got free tickets from Justin on Twitter. The second game of the year, I got free tickets from my good friend here, Nick. Um th- uh, at that game, at that game, Josh Poscover texted me and he said, Do you want to meet up with Nick? So Ma- massive fa- shout out to Josh Poscover. Josh Poscover has asked me to send him the files of our non-uploaded last episode. Um, so Josh Poscover is probably the number one listener of this podcast. So shout, shout out, out Josh. Poscover. I guarantee he's going to be listening to this here. Um, game two was walk-off with Duvall. That was courtesy of Nick. Game three um, was the Yu Chang game, where Yu Chang just put the team on his shoulders. And those were student nines. Those were student nines. Okay, I didn't pay for that was the game that I paid for. But other than that, and tomorrow I got free tickets from another dude on Twitter. So let's talk about that uh that Duval walk off real quick. I oh my know. god! Wait, what was going through your your minds when that happened? What was going through your minds the uh, the error before? Uh, let's just talk about it. That was actually like, how did Ryan McKenna drop that ball? Because he because he's a he's a scrub. He's a scrub, and the the best part about it, Duvall hit it right over his head. The very or two pitches after, three pitches. Genuinely, after. I honestly believe that any four of us could catch that pop up. That that ball was hit like sixty miles per hour. There was no wind. There was no bad lighting. Joe, you play baseball? I did at one point, but I, I was just yeah. No, I, I just couldn't remember. You saying I couldn't catch that pop up? I don't know. I don't know. If a, if a major league player had troubles catching a pop up, Charlie, I, do you play baseball? I used to. I was a pitcher though, so you can't really ask me that question. I so we both it. used to. So we're in the same spot here. I mean, I mean, I dabble with MLB the Show. I, I've been around, you know. I suck at MLB the Show. <laughs> he was so hard. <laughs> I was just having a conversation with someone the other day, dude. It is like the hardest sports game. How do you? How do you hit? How do you hit? Like how do you hit? Pretty much, the batter is equipped with a wooden bat and it's it usually rests on the shoulder but what you want to do is you want to press a button which makes them swing at the ball and then that's how you that's kind of how you hit the ball if you were you were wondering joey i just thought i'd inform well you would know that if you play so baseball though <laughs> um yeah no duval walk off was ridiculous the led lights yeah are the best thing that fenway's ever done Nick just turned on a clapping emoji on his computer. <laughs> oh, I was—I was, I thought what Charlie said was funny, and I, I clapped virtually. I want to say, um, with that going to the LED lights, you guys were bringing it up before, uh, you know, back in spring training when the the season did start, and I kind of, you know, I didn't think it was a big deal, but watching those games, and I feel like if I was in that crowd, 
it would be berserk and i feel like those lights are a huge addition it was ridiculous like in the moment like because that was the first time they had the lights at fenway because that was the first home run they hit at fenway at night and it was like like it was shaking it was awesome but like i don't know did it look weird on tv it looks fantastic on tv so i'll I'll say i I don't think it looked bad on tv i think it looks weird on day games yeah yeah i can agree with that they don't do it at day games no, 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 no. There, there have been day games where they've done it. Did they do it at the Yu Chang game? I think, dude, was it the... I know there was a day game where they did it, and it just looked off. Well, Caesar, does Nessun game. like it? Like, are they annoyed about it? No one's mentioned anything about it, so... I yeah, mean, Caesar, not Caesar. Like shit on, shit on your company from bad. the podcast. You said what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, hold on. Let me just go in on the company that pays my bills. Uh, no, I mean no one's no one's talked about them, so I feel like if no one's really like mentioning them, then you know how bad how bad are they? I think they're great, personally. Yeah, they're uh, I, there's this like fire picture of Devers, which I believe I reposted on my Instagram. Oh my story. god! It was Jones. just him, and the whole back is black. It was so it was so sick. Is uh, what? I do think it's weird sometimes. Like they'll have, like I don't know, like the LED, like I don't know, like it's not just the LED lights that are flashing. The lights make a seven o'clock ball game at Fenway look like it's a one o'clock game. Yeah, that's a little weird to me. What? It it's just much brighter, you know. The the play oh. last year or two years ago. Where Joey, there's a uh, picture that's been going around on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and it's like a comparison of a seven o'clock game last year to this oh, year. Right. No, I've seen that. And it's like it's this year is just so much brighter. And that like, that's yeah. like, but like that's also something that like, yeah, like I'll get used to as a viewer. So like I don't really care. And like I'm sure it like enhances the fan experience, which like I love. So it's like I'm totally fine with it. Everyone on Red Sox Twitter is very opinionated as I'm figuring out right now. So um if you like the LED lights, you probably like High on Blue and you probably like the organization. And you probably like John Henry and you just want the organization to go to shit. So I cannot stand I cannot stand Red Sox Twitter right now. I was actually Nick Nick's 12th and 13th tweets ever um replying to mine. So go follow Nick if you want constant updates, constant hot takes. Honestly, I None of you, Caesar's the most active here on Twitter, I think, right? I love Twitter, dude. I'm always on Twitter. It's like, to it's be bad. completely honest, if, if Joey didn't have shit takes in the past, I would have nothing to reply to. But with that said, let's just, like, I just want to pull up a couple of, like, these tweets that I replied I'm actually to. pulling up these tweets right now. Right, so I, I replied to Joey today. He said, um, Believe it or not, he said, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm still learning how to use this app. Joey said on April 18th, 2022, Cutter is awful. My God. Today, I said, I personally disagree. Because he is stalking my tweets. I have tweeted probably like 300 times since then. And and then scrolling through trying to find a horrible take. 
And then five days ago, Dev he Joey tweeted, Devers over 10 since getting hit on the hand. Dude, put him on the IL. Next at bat, he hit a home run. I said, I don't know, man. Me personally, I like that he's still here. And I I, I personally stand by that tweet. Every single one of these has zero likes. And then I would also like to say that Joey tweeted on April 10th, 2023, Pavetta against the best offense in baseball. We're absolutely cooked tonight. I tweeted Pavetta did not get cooked tonight, unfortunately. So I'm just I'm just calling Joey out as bullshit. He's reading the facts. He's got you there. But that's what's so great about Twitter. You can just throw out hot takes. Who I cares? just love to reply. I don't think Nick's like I'm scrolling through Nick's Twitter here. I don't think he's gotten a single like on a tweet ever. He tweeted. He, he tweeted a, a, a what? You tweeted a, a loving note to Danny Amendola. Oh, did I? You said. He'll never get the respect he deserves nationally, but he's an absolute Patriots legend. Would net would not have twenty three to eight without him. You tweeted some a hundred percent true. That is not a hot take, Joey. Come on, no, it's not. He still has. Sorry, sorry I spit facts. You've gotten one single like on a tweet ever, and it's from me. When you say, Joey, I don't do it for the likes. I do it for the love of the game. You know what, Nick. Nick, just for that, I'm going to go and like every one of your tweets right now. Nick, I really need you to run the Sox. Sox fan pod Twitter has not tweeted since. Joey, I, I swear, Ooh. send me the login right after this podcast. I will be so great on that Twitter. I'm, I will because, you know, when I have a great hot take like I did today, I had a banger tweet, tweet where I said, this fan base needs to collectively chill out. This dude is in horrible weather, facing an unsustainably high amount of lefties and in a completely new country as a lefty on the topic of Yoshida. 35 likes, two quotes, one retweet. Kaboom. Joey, wow, I would actually like to, to touch upon one of your last tweets because I actually did agree with it and I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. Thank you. Um, Masataka Yoshida, he's clearly had is currently having an adjustment period to Major League Baseball pitching. And you tweeted in his first three weeks in the big leagues, Ichiro had a 111 WRC plus. Yoshida currently has a 93 WRC plus. And if you're watching the games, it's very clear that Yoshida is constantly driving the ball into the ground. And Joey, this is your floor. This is your opportunity. This is your stage. I want everything that's in your heart. Just let it let it go. So I was on a space with a group of Twitter users, and we got into some beef over Masataki Yoshida um, because I did not know this, actually. I don't know if you guys know this, but the season ends on April 17th. So, like, once a player has joined the team, and if he's not, doesn't have, you know, if he doesn't have the numbers of a, Hall of Fame superstar like Ichiro, he's considered a bust. So that's usually just how it is. And so watching Nick's hand is up. So I'm going to get to him very, very briefly. I just want to say that is um, factually incorrect. What? Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. A little bit. We do a little bit of trolling. Um, 
So that was also my last tweet. I just read that. Um, but Yoshida has looked bad. On like I think we can all agree Yoshida's been driving the ball into the ground. Yoshida's been sometimes extending the zone, yet he is only seven points worse than league average. I mean, this dude is not barreling the ball. He's not hitting the ball hard, but his quality of at-bats are so good. He's not striking out at all. He's not extending the zone at all that he's still a really effective hitter. And once that exit velocity goes up, which it will, because this is unsustainably low, it doesn't align with any of the things we've seen from him in Japan, he's going to become an actually elite bat. So that's my thoughts. I would love to hear any one of my fellow podcast hosts chime in. Uh, Cause I think that's a pretty good take by me. Um, I mean, like I said, the last couple of podcasts, I think I was the first one to bring it up that you would have an adjustment period. Uh, he would struggle and we're seeing that now. And it's only a matter of time until that elite bat connects with major league hit, uh, major league pitchers. Uh, like you said, Joey, he's only striking out five times uh, throughout his 43 ABs, which is, I believe, the lowest on the team besides Adam Duvall, who is currently injured. He struck uh, out less than five times. What? He struck out less than five times. He struck out five times. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, not horrible. Uh, and the battle come around. I don't know. I, I, I'm I, not dropping faith whatsoever in Yoshida. I still think he's a great pickup. I think he just needs to figure his shit out. It'll come. I mean, it'll come. Dude, he's so talented. I, we, we've okay. seen it, too, that he went, what, opposite field on 99 on, like, a pitch way outside the zone over the monster when I think we went up 5-0 and lost that game, I want to say. Um, I, I don't know. Just how the cookie crumbles, Joey G. What? Just saw the cookie crumbles, man. We put up a five spot and then our pitching always sinks it. It's okay, though. I've never heard it's just the way the cookie crumbles. That's probably because you're what? like, what, in eighth grade, dude? Come nah, on. dude, that's crazy. Joey, Joey. What? This is like, I, I expected to hear, hear that from my grandfather here. Yeah, dude. You got some things to I'm learn. Sorry. On the last episode, Nick and Caesar were teaching me a lot of new vocabulary that I didn't know. Um, and shitting on me for still sending streaks, apparently. Even oh, though Nick stalks my Twitter. You send streaks? I don't send. Do you send streaks? No, dude, that's a low blow. <laughs> I don't send streaks, but Nick would send streaks and with the little S and saying snap back on it. Currently? No, not currently. But like, you know, last year. Last year? That's 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 not true. You said I mean, everybody had that time, but it was more of like middle school slash freshman year, sophomore year of high school. I would I would like to go on the record as saying I've never once sent a Snapchat Snapchat with the giant S on it saying streaks. Wow. <laughs> Back to the uh the topic of Masutaki Yoshida, because we are a Boston Red Sox podcast. Um I think this is clearly an adjustment period that we are seeing. And the one thing I'll, I'll say about Yoshida, and this is what concerned me a little bit coming to the season with Casas is coming to the season. We were told both of these guys were very good in terms of seeing pitches and having good quality at bats. And I got a little concerned coming to the season with Casas because, you know, kind of 
until the last game of the Rays series, these were pretty, you know, quick at-bats that we were seeing from Casas. Yoshida, the whole season, has been putting together some quality at-bats. Casas, since that last game of the Rays series, has been putting together some quality at-bats. I think Yoshida right now is just going through a transition period. Luckily, we have him for another, you know, it's been, has it even been a month, Joey? I don't think it's been a month. It has been 12 games. Yeah. I think it's been more than 12 games. Not 12 games. I think he's he's been 12 games. Oh, actually, like. Maybe he's actually, he's probably right. Maybe he's appeared in 12 games. So um, I think he's going through a transition period right now. I'm not too worried because we've gotten him for 12 games. Luckily, we have him for 162 this year and 162 over the next four years as well. Same with Casas, who has, has been a lot better since the end of that, that race series. How about that 15-pitch walk with the scream at the end? It was awesome. I love the scream at the end. I've seen it with him. I've seen it with Schreiber. I've seen it with Pavetta. Um, Joey, thoughts? Pavetta, that was great. Pavetta's horrible. Did you watch his last start? I did. I have not missed an inning. Right. Oh, my God, dude. Like, that is ridiculous. Nick got got my hopes up with some false breaking news on Nick Pavetta. Um, And I want it on the record that 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 source i told you it was between the person who got sent down and the person who stayed and i i swear that is true wait the source was the one that got sent down no 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 the source wasn't the person the source was telling me it was either the person who got sent down or the person who stayed oh there's no there's okay 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 so there's still hope at some point yeah. Hey man, if you have a what what's Pavetta's ERA right now? Like Let's look at his exit velocity and is that a four point five ERA. Four five. Four five. Like all I know is he had like a one eight ERA and like an eight fifth. That being said, two oh four opponents batting average. Eight fifth. Eight. Okay, when 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 the when the twenty percent of the time that your opponent hits it gets a hit, it's a double or home run hit at exit velocity. If we exit velocities we've never seen, that's not good. I mean, this dude is getting shelled. He got shelled against the Angels. Only Yu Chang, my king, my my man, saved us. But Nick Pavetta looked looked really bad out there. You know what's crazy? Cutter what's Crawford has more home runs allowed than Nick Pavetta. Really. Roughly the same amount of innings. Cutter Crawford's had a, a couple more innings, but yeah. Well, Cutter Crawford was so good today that he got a new spot in my bio where I said big Cutter Crawford guy, my Twitter bio. And uh, oh, I will say going like when when we, the Red Sox were down five to one against the Twins in the second, inning, I was not feeling great, especially with Shohei on the mat. But with that said, I was expecting a giant bullpen game. And then we have a three-game series coming up with the Twins and then a series coming up with the Brewers right after. Where we do not have an off day. Oh, the Nicholas. Fact, the fact – what's that? Let me let me tell you about uh, the Brewers game real quick. I will be attending and I'll be the sideline support sideline reporter for Sox 95. Anyway, continue. 
No, thank you. I'm glad you added that. Yeah, I know. I know you wanted to know so much. <laughs> uh, the fact that Cutter was able to go from the third inning until the end of the game, absolutely massive yep. for the player. And I, I think Lou Merloni, who has been amazing. I love Lou Merloni. I, Caesar, tell your bosses, hire him every single game. I love Lou Merloni. Uh, he's been awesome. Uh, he said today, like, every game affects the next game. And that is 100% true. And the fact that Crawford was able to pitch as well as he did and as long as he did, that is serving huge for the Twin Series coming up. Him and Winkowski are, like, it's crazy how – I mean, like, we, we've had a really – Thanks for asking. Hey, hey, Siri, off. Okay, sorry. Um, There's nothing to stop here. All right, my bad. Um, what was I gonna say? All right, someone, someone pick yo, up. I'm, yo, I'm, we're 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 live right now. I can I'm, pick something up. I mean, we're talking about talking pitch. about Cutter Crawford being a dog. Cutter Crawford's a dog. Josh and Kelsey's a dog. John Schreiber's a dog after a horrible spring. Chris Martin maybe a dog. Zach Kelly a dog. Prayers up. That was horrible. Um, and Zach Kelly. I mean, he has been not what I was expecting. Last season we got I don't remember how many innings, but like he looked good, and I was so high on Zach Kelly coming into this season. But he was money this year. You, he was Zach solid. Kelly? He was solid. I mean, for like the Red Sox bullpen, I guess he could be considered solid. But like, he was not. He was not great. Who is the worst reliever in the Red Sox bullpen right now? Right now. Richard Liar. Liar. Yeah. He's Joey, really you've had bad. some Twitter exchanges about, about Richard. You wanna you wanna expand on that? Richard Blyer like is going to be the death of me. I have like multiple men like after Brian Brazier. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't want to I don't want you to look at me like that again. Um you're switching. Quote, I have multiple men, and then you just stopped. It's okay to be a switch hitter, gentlemen. It's okay. I have multiple men coming at me. That's not better. That's not better. I, I have multiple multiple people tweeting at me, tweeting on the Twitter machine, um, tweeting that after Ryan Brazier closed the game out, struck out Otani, thank you, Chuck, thank you, Nick, uh, who not only collapsed in real life, but also virtually um, were coming at me saying, literally tagging me and saying, like, what do you think about your boy Richard Blyer now? And I'm like, well, Richard Blyer didn't pitch this game. And they're like, but Ryan Brazier did. He's a great pitcher. And I'm like, well, Richard Blyer's only thrown four innings and actually has a 3.14 FIP, um, which I posted a funny meme, which Nick did not like or comment um, where I said we are going to start a dialogue because Richard Blyer hasn't been that bad. He's just hit a couple guys, but and allowed a couple barrels, but he hasn't been as horrific as everyone is making him out to be. He's thrown five and a third innings as a member of the Boston Red Stockings, and and you know eleven eleven point eight one ERA is not horrible. You're right, Joey. What's the fit? What's the fit? I don't see the fit. 
Let me see. Yo, Dude, that FIP doesn't fucking matter. His ER is still 11. Did you think that uh, Brian Bale was a good pitcher last year? Yeah. Because his FIP was 2.9. That's why you can you can tell when you watch. Like, do you think Pavetta's been good? Yes. <laughs> He's been serviceable. Okay, Nick. Help me out here. Uh, uh, one, I didn't like your comment on your meme because I didn't think it was funny. It was. It got like t- 12 likes. Uh, two, I think like Richard Blyer this year, he hasn't. He ju- He literally just tagged me again. One of these people keeps quoting me. I was going to say men, but I just chose people. He keeps quoting me with these random memes. I don't You're know. so popular. You're so popular. No, he like he like despises me. He's he's quoted this meme at me twice. I envy your life. Anyway, I like I think what people are forgetting too about Richard Blyer is if you take him out of this bullpen, the Red Sox don't have a lefty, and the reason the Red Sox are willing to what did they. What do they pay Matt for when they traded Matt Barnes for Chablier? They they were willing to take on two and a half million. We them? end up, I think, paying no, 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 no. We're, we saved money. We, we I think we saved about like one point five. Right? No, no. We definitely saved money, but what we definitely paid two and a half million or something like that to the Marlins. Uh, the yes yeah we paid a little bit we, we ended up saving a little bit of money but they we did send over some money for Richard. No, i know but like the reason that trade happened so we can get a lefty and, and run, Matt Barnes yeah. sucks you know what joey but that that you know the reasons may be what the reasons are but rodriguez isn't here right now um and Blyer is literally the only lefty and he's supposed to be the lefty specialist and that game against the tampa bay rays where it was I want to say it was 3-1, 3-2. I think and then Rodriguez like, is supposed to be the lefty specialist. I think Blyer's still No, no but like no, no Blyer because Blyer is supposed to be someone who has a lot of stuff, a lot of control, a lot of movement, not a ton of stuff. And Blyer, you know, he's right now he is the only lefty guy. So when it was 3-1 in the 5th inning or 3-2, I don't remember what the score was, and they bring in Blyer against Brandon Lau, you know, that's supposed to be the answer. But if it's not Blyer, they literally don't have another lefty to turn to. And the next batter was Manuel Margot, who lays down, like, maybe the best ball of all time. Red Sox Twitter was, uh, like, an unsafe place when Manuel Margot laid down that bunt. Because a lot of people hate, like, the Red Sox bunting. And when the Rays just pulled off a bunt, it kind of brought out all the boomers from, you know, the depths of Twitter. And they're like, there you go, you should bunt and F the home run, let's hit 300, and there you go. And it was, like, awful. But the Rays just outplayed us the whole time. And Blyer, I mean, I still think he's going to have a stretch where he's elite because he's been a good pitcher his whole career. I hope you're right. That's all I, Caesar, I hope you're right. I agree. I hope you're right. Yeah, the Rays series. It was, it was brutal, man. It was – I mean – the only good thing to come out of that series, I guess, is nothing. You know, I'm happy the series is over. Who had a good that series? was a rough one. Did anyone have a good series? This was like the, was Rays like the did. 
of cast. I don't think anyone had a good series. There was not one positive to draw from that series. That was uh, the, the the Angel series though. Like was was really positive. Although we got bailed by the catcher's interference and Anthony Rendon errors and the Angels bullpen management actually like watch just just kind of being at the game. I was just thinking about it and I was looking over at Phil Nevin or whoever the manager is and I'm like. What is what are you thinking right now? Like I I could have outmanaged him there. It was it was insane. Like they had Carlos Estevez who went one two three at the top of the Red Sox order. They needed Tapera. They went to Tapera who's been horrible, looked bad, was hurt, and they made him throw forty pitches. It was like insane. So the Red Sox got bailed a little bit, but still like overall a good series. I think. You know who looked good? Who? You know who looked scary John? good. Kenley Jansen. So nice having a closer. He looks I, really good in a Red Sox jersey. I'm going to be completely honest. I was kind of worried when we first got Kenley because I was thinking, he like, you know, he's a little on the older side. I wasn't sure how he was going to fare with the pitch clock. And he has been nothing but fucking nails. Shut down. His, I will his- also say Kenley Jansen lost me so much money when I was sports betting before I was an employee of the Boston Red Sox. But Kenley Jansen, like nice. a lot of people were really concerned about how he would adjust to the pitch clock. And it's been so seamless. And his cutter has, I want to say it's like added velocity. It's be- it is added velocity, added it's run. Anything better than Everything what it was is last added. year in Atlanta. That's Dave Bush's only success so far. And, and another thing with, with Jansen was he literally had to go through Trout, Otani, Rendon, not once but twice. And it was easy. And then Renfro. And then Renfro. Who, and then Renfro. And it was easy. It was easy. I think that he, he, he brought down Trout in like three pitches with absolute paint, 96 cutters that are just untouchable and like – He's won us games because I mean we were in this spot we were having Ryan Brazier. What this hand? Just just speak, Nick. Go ahead. Uh, I just want to say I tweeted after Ryan Brazier struck out Mike Trout. I tagged Pat Light and I said Pat Light striking out Mike Trout seems less impressive. <laughs> did, did Pat Light if reply? You, if you want to see more tweets like that, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Let me. Uh, I have a question. Shameless self plug in Jared Carabas. <laughs> in his oh, so you saw it and you didn't like it. All right, that's cool. I saw. I met Jared Carabas. Have you ever met Jared Carabas? Uh yeah, I know Jared. Is he? he he's he, he seemed like a chill guy when I met him. Look at this picture. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Hold on. Wait a second. Look at this. Look at how happy we look. Joey is showing a picture of him and Jared Carabas, and Jared Carabas looks like he wants to kill himself. Oh, he looks very happy. I said, Jared, I love your content. He said, I appreciate it. I said, I missed section 10. And he said, we might get it back. We're bringing Coley back. And I said, oh, shit, really? And he's like, I didn't say shit. I said, I said, oh, really? And he was like, nah, yeah. he's swearing like, so cool. I was like, dope. I was just, I, okay. Whatever, sorry, I'm, I'm I'm twelve. I can't. But yeah, Jared Carabas is probably cooler than Nick. <laughs> well, yeah, dude, that's, that's a low bar. I mean, Nick, I I I honestly I didn't realize that you said 
Please follow me for more content. I, I said, if you want to see more content like that, give me a follow. That is new lows. I, mean, I want to see more content. Guys, when you see Red Sox, uh, Sox fan pod, read, oh my God, they quote tweeted another one. More men quote tweeting me. I can't do it anymore. Man, men, men really love you, Joey. Men really are into you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Charlie. Um, Charlie, you have any thoughts on uh on life? Get on life? Football? Yeah, no, we don't talk about the Red Sox. Um, I don't know. I got nothing, dude. I'm I'm this is a Red Sox podcast. This isn't a life podcast. Let's let's go ahead, Nicholas. Uh I would like to say I thought Pedroia and Victorino being in the booth was just awesome. Yeah. Pedroia had me ready to run through a wall. I love Lou Merloni in the booth. I would love him for every single game. I thought, Caesar, you guys crushed it this weekend. Well, oh, you know, I had nothing to do with that, but I'll, I'll pass Caesar, the word dude, on. The way you were able to get not only Pedroia and Victorino in the booth, like Caesar, dude, that is. Wait, we were Caesar, actually, because the game was delayed so much today, we were going to try to get uh, Justin Turner's wife to come in. Like at, when she was done running, obviously that didn't work out. But I can't imagine cool anything too, like fresh she'd off the marathon. Do after running the marathon, then just hop in the booth. I I agree. Yeah, no, no, I I agree. Probably wouldn't have been the greatest thing, but it wasn't the thought that was floated around. Are you disagreeing with your company on air? I I just said it would have been a great idea. Okay. Honestly, though, Justin Turner's family. I'm I'm loving Justin Turner's family because. You're so involved. Justin Turner is so many miles better than JD Martinez. It's been he's it's been he's been one of my favorite players so far. Like the ABs, the sneaky pop. He beat Reed Detmers in a really good start. That was his only mistake. Uh, Justin Turner's a baller. Justin Turner's a dog. He's also ginger. You like ginger, Joey? I like gingers with Callaway hats on. You sly dog. You got me. Um, anything else sucks? What what else happened? Eight and nine. Nick, stop clapping. Just clap. You can go ahead and speak. Whenever. Just go ahead and speak. No, speak. No, I also, no one he wants to speak. I also. Oh, like- oh you know what? Brian Bayo. Um, start today. Not impressive. He was also pitching in a monsoon. So, not worried horrible. about. Him. He looks really bad. Well, here's what I'll say about Brian Bayo. His Whitlock also looked terrible after his first start because of his command. The stuff was there. The command was not. And then the second game, Whitlock pitch, he looked awesome. I like Bayo. This is first game he pitched this year. Long season, boys. Like, I first I, game. And it was boring. I think Bayo's going to be fine. I'm all in I, on Bayo. I'm not worried about Bayo. Have an amazing always. year. To be completely honest, after he struck out the first, uh, who was it, Neto, who played like you know twelve days in the minors. Oh, poor Neto, what is he doing? Yeah, why was he called up? Why was he called well, up? You know, anyway, like when he struck him out with a ninety-seven mile an hour fastball, I was thinking like this is a Brian Bayo legacy game. Man, was first two pitches, first two pitches, beautiful strikes, had me feeling some type of way. And then it just went straight downhill. I don't. I don't think Shohei would ever consider 
becoming a Red Sox ever because of today also. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I mean, Shohei's he is such a dodger. It's like he's such a dodger. I don't even understand why people are like, oh, look, Shohei is going to come to Boston because he knows Yoshida. It's like, okay, he's not – it's not going to happen. Like, I did think it was pretty funny seeing, like, all the Twitter exchanges about how much he loved Boston. And then today when he was on that wet mound about, like, oh, man, yeah, he's gone. He's not coming here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I actually, I just wrote an article about how it was an obvious overreaction of how uh, it's clear that Otani is coming to Boston. See, it's clear. Give, a, uh, give a plug so that uh, so that Posco can click on the site. Shouter and champions, check me out. Fuck yeah! One of these days, we're getting Josh Posco on this podcast. It's happening. It's 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 happening. Do you guys know who Josh is? Well, it's Nick's. No, should I? Nick's. You should because he's our number one listener. He's Nick's close friend from uh from camp, and uh, we Nick and I text about him about once a week, um because Josh is a huge fan of the show. So, um also guys, I think we hit ten listeners. Hey, let's go! Not bad at all. So, yeah, I don't really know how to work Apple Podcasts, but they post. Nick has another emoji up, and now it's gone. But it was a happy emoji. All good things. All good things. Yeah. Um, Nick, have you how many game, Have you been to any games this year? Like, been to any games this year? I went to – dude, like, it was, it was crazy. I, uh, I went to opening day, which the Red Sox uh, had a, a, a tough fight. They, they fought hard, ultimately lost to the Baltimore Orioles 10-9. And then I drove back that same night and then went to class that morning without sleeping and then just crashed. What class was it? Uh, I, Friday at morning. It was finance and it was sports sales. What's your major? Dude, what is it? Uh, sport management is my major. Is it a good major? It's a great major. And then Probably. I made not one, not two, but three triple minor. Charlie, what's your major? I'm switching to uh, graphic design or communication design, but I don't know if you would understand what that is. I understand what that is. Communication <laughs> design? <You> communicate <laughs> what's being designed. Uh, advertisements, branding, uh, graphic design, video, fo- photo. You know, the, the works, the works. I don't know. That's Nick, a great major. Appreciate that. Caesar, what was your major? Communications. Communications and speech studies, to be official. Speech studies. That's why you have such good speech. Always enunciating. Yeah, you know. That's why you're always studying that speech. Good one. You get it. Got you. Um, guys, I don't have a major. Um, I'm not in college. Joey, how is yeah, how's uh, how's how's AP US going? Do you guys still call it A push for for short? A push is next year. Um, oh, you're not there yet. Not I'm a there. sophomore. I should oh, be. So you're like AP Euro. Is that what you guys are doing? You don't do APs as sophomores. What? Unless you're like that guy, like. <laughs> but I'm not that guy. Unless your name is him. Wait, unless wait, you, Joey, how old 
old? How old are you? I'm 16. Like actually, 16. I'm 17 in July. Wow. So I'm almost legal. Dude, you pump you pump for prom? We don't have prom this year. <laughs> That's crazy. We we have prom next year. Do you know what Nick? Were you in Decca? Uh no, I was not. You know what Decca oh is. Oh my right? god, that's my roommate from uh college was in Decca. I'm a state Massachusetts qualifier of Decca. So are you actually? I, I am I'm going I'm going to college. I did it. I, I I was doing sports and entertainment marketing. I put together the best case study score in all of my high school and the second best testing score. And then I bricked the uh the international competition, but it's all right. I did my best, guys. So So yeah, man, Devers has been like really good this year. Seven home runs. He's constantly just getting kids in big situations. Is he in DECA? <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Devers has been really good this year, honestly. Like he's getting big hits in big situations, as Nick was kind of starting off with uh here. I don't know if he qualified for States Deca, but he uh he can hit. He can hit a little bit. Tied for major league lead in homers. But uh yeah. Polar Bear Pete. No, he's second. Pete's leading. Does somebody hit eight? Yeah, Pete has eight. Pete has eight now. Pete's a tank. Yeah. Wow. That dude is large. One person I do want to give a a quick shout out to is uh, Tristan Casas, who will is surely be listening to this podcast. Yes. And Tristan, to you and your long hair and your painted nails, I want to say to you, um, you know, his batting average is very low this year. His expected batting average is very low this year. Both are under 200, well under 200. But he, if you look at his exit velo this year, he's like like seventieth percentile. Those those hits are coming. You can you can tell. Like he's he someone. Crazy. He's someone you can tell that just like works his ass off. And like those are guys that thrive in Boston. So I'm I'm excited about what the future's coming. For- that being said, um, for that exit velo to come into place, you do need to hit the ball. And uh, we sure. haven't really seen Casas do much of it. He's struck out. He has the most strikeouts on the team, uh, with definitely not the most at bats on the team. Uh, so I mean, I, like you said, I'm still I still got faith in him. He does have the pop. He just needs to he needs to connect first. I want to give a negative shout out to Christian Arroyo. Mm. Oh my God, it's been bad. Nice guy, great guy. I met him at Chipotle. Look at that. What do you order? Um, I don't know. I would expect a bowl because he asked me what I ordered when I met him at the Red Sox field picture day because I don't work for the Red Sox, so I got to meet him. And, uh, yeah, he, nice guy, needs an off day really badly. Um, Defense has been excellent. Offense has been horrific, not hitting the ball at all. He's That being said – Tristan Casas has a lower batting average by a whole point oh fifteen. That's not that much. It's not that much, but you're saying that you know I don't know, like Christian Arroyo. We Arroyo is first percentile in exit velocity. Like he is just practically bunting everything. Let's go. <laughs> We're number one. Number one. 
Also, number one, I think we had an um Pavetta's was was number one in some categories that you don't necessarily want to be number one in. Let's go ahead and check that. Well, how about the the Oakland A's? They're number one right now. They're gonna get the triple crown in the walks allowed, hit batsmen allowed, and wild pitches allowed. I mean, that wow. is the triple crown. We're second. We're second in hard hits allowed. Pavetta's second percentile. We're so close. He's got another star, and we'll get to number one. I want that percentile barrel percentage, baby. Top three. How about Brazier, though? Oh, Brazier's only top ten in hard hit percentage. Wait, Uh, I feel like I feel like we have to do some some Caleb Ort and Ryan Brazier love on this podcast. Hashtag no, we're not doing Ryan Brazier love on this podcast. Joey, Joey, what? He got the save. He's he struck terrible. out. He struck out Mike Trout. Is Mike Trout good at baseball? Joey, have you struck out Mike Trout ever? Pat Light has. Right, but Pat Light is like the number one businessman in America right now. <laughs> and you should also check out Nick on Twitter. Because he'll let you know. Which, if you want to see someone shit on Pat Light on Twitter, <laughs> give me a follow. Uh, speaking of Pat, or, uh, not Pat Light, Ryan Brazier, he comes into the ninth inning after Caleb Ward just slams the door that eighth inning. Never a doubt in my mind. And Brazier gets Neto to line out to short, Trout to strike out, and then Otani to fly out. I mean, that, that is patterns of virtual, virtual applause right there. I mean, I'm the biggest Red Sox fan out there, but, like, I wanted him to blow that save, sort of. Whoa! I was like, Funny you I say that. Because I want Brazier to give up an absolute moonshot to Otani, and then we'll go and win it in the ninth, and then they'll say, oh, Brazier sucks, he sucks, he sucks, and then we can DFA him and he's done. And we can let hashtag support um, the grill master uh the the letty flow man great blonde hair let him take control as our low leverage demon out of the bullpen because this kid does not throw 100 like advertised he throws about 94 on a good day but he can ball i'm a big i'm a i'm actually i'm on the caleb Ort train i'm too to be completely honest he's not bad he's not horrible i don't want him going more than one inning never and I want him picking off runners at second every time. Um, I will say, Joey, you have some some funny tweets about Brazier and Ort. What are they? Please well, for Brazier, you don't have many. For Brazier, on May 19th, 2022, you wrote, even Brazier's outs are absolute nukes. That's just a fact. That's not even funny. But for Ort, you're either so on him or so against him. No, I all I support like I I whenever oh support get it support um whenever I support yeah, no it's really original whenever I support Ort um I'm always supporting Ort but when I don't support Ort I'm I'm hating on Ort because that dude is just traffic like you've got a walk you got a, you got six straight balls and then you've got you know an absolutely barreled line out to our elite right field defender Alex Verdugo. No pun intended. Uh, um, and uh, 
Yeah, he's he's an interesting guy. Um, but uh, Caesar, can I ask you a question? Of course. Thanks. Uh, I noticed the the pitch zone was was not there at the beginning of the season, and now it's it's back, and it's it's great. Uh, I was wondering if you can give some insight on that. Uh, so the only thing I got for you there is since we switched over to home games in 4K, they switched over the pitch zone to 4K, and the away games aren't in 4K, and you can't just – I I don't know like the actual like uh technicalities behind it, but I guess you can't just like kind of put a box on the screen. You know what I mean? Like it's just more than that. And since we're all in on the 4K at home, it's only going to be an at home thing, I would assume. But don't quote me on that. And obviously, when I say that, I'm speaking on behalf of myself and my extent and knowledge of that, not what Nesson has to say. Maybe my Nesson. Basically, what you're saying is like Nesson is just like fucking up. Uh, no, 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 no. Doing a great job. Nesson is doing a great job, I think, with the Red Sox as well as the Bruins. Uh, they actually have the bees. One and zero. Let's go. Record high viewings with uh the Bruins this season. Seriously, right? I mean, that's so shout out, uh, shout out Nesson, shout out Nesson three sixty. Download the app. I was paid to say that. Caesar, I have a question. Can I ask you a question? Do you think Nesson 360 is overpriced? Um, I'll answer this for Caesar so he doesn't have to get put on the spot. I think so. I mean, I have Nesson. Value that is offered there with Nesson 360, and you got the the life is a pro, and you get the (laughs) actually. And, and dude, fucking Devers has been mashing the ball, right? Seven homers and 17 RBIs, man. Huge RBI single today. Chuck, what's up, man? How, how you doing? How about them Red Sox? How about them Red Sox? Chuck, talk to us. What do you want to know? Would you rather I'm, get hit I'm, in the I'm face currently looking I'm currently looking at the 2019 Red Sox roster for uh, a later uh take that Nick will take away uh with eventually. Everybody's favorite segment. Um uh, Red Sox Mount uh, Rushmore, 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 Rushmore. Not not Everest. We've crossed that bridge. Um, Charlie, would you rather get hit in the face with a hundred mile per hour fastball or get shot? I mean, I already we we already know the answer to this. We already knew. I'm gonna come back to that in every single episode. It's not the answer is not gonna change. So feel free. But what was was your answer the 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 first? I would take the shooting. That that is what I would do. Can we move on? Uh, you have any? Other I think it's others? time. I think it's time. Okay, Nick, what what's your segment today? Uh, the segment for today's has this sixteen year old ever done this? Um, I got I got to think of something on the spot as if I, I as if I didn't prepare this for for weeks in advance. Uh, Joey, talk to me. Giragos, Giragos, Giragos. 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 Hard G. Hard G. Many call me that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not true. Uh, have you have you ever shaved your face? 
shaved my face? Yeah. Yes. Once a week. Easy. Oh, you can't see it. But why that shocking to be honest? Like with a razor? Not I'm, a lot. I am half Arab. I grow a lot of hair. Do you Let's use it then? This was I mean, not the segment I had in mind. <laughs> so I was so put on the spot. The 2019 Boston Red Sox Mount Rushmore is brought to you today by Mount Rushmore Specifics. Find your specifics at Mount Rushmore Red Sox. We're going to start the 2019 Boston Red Sox Mount Rushmore with my friend Chuck. Uh, are we doing one player at a time? It's your segment, man. Just go crazy. My segment. All right. Well, we got to start off with a man who's still. That is that is facial hair. That's been shaved. That's man. a wart. <laughs> That's a, not a wart. It's it's stubble. Going back to the segment, Joey. Thank you for coming me off. By Joey, I actually missed the picture. Can you can you show it to me again? I'm fine. Oh oh oh. Part, wait, hold on. I'm not showing that picture. Yeah. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Come on. That's a that's a really long sideburn. <laughs> That is hair growing in there. I'm going to go shave tonight, all right? I'm going to shave tonight just because you told me that. I have plenty of facial hair. That is neither here nor there. 2019 Boston Red Sox now Rushmore. Yeah. So as I was saying before the facial hair conversation. Yo, wait, hold on. I, I, like, I'm embarrassed for you, dude. Why? I'm not embarrassed. I thought you were going to ask me something way worse. Well, when when I when I said hard G, I was gonna keep it going, but like I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. No, hard G would have been weird. From from, I mean, you, are you twenty two? Uh no, I'm twenty one. All right, you're twenty one. That would have been odd. I mean, God, I know, which is why I didn't do it. I'm I'm I, I we're all on the same page here. I'm I'm glad you didn't do it either. I'm I'm also glad I didn't do it. The twenty nineteen Boston Red Sox Mount Rushmore. Is everybody ready for this? I just want to make sure we all, all got it out, out of the way. Locked in. We're locked in. The number one player who is still currently on the Boston Red Sox, I'm sure you are all aware of his name, Rafael Devers hitting a Mookie rock. Betts. What? No. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. 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 The 2019 Boston <laughs> I'm just kidding. Rafael Devers hitting 311, 32 yabos, uh, drove in 119. Uh, Mookie Betts did not do any of that that year. I will say he is on my Mount Rushmore. He is just not – he's not the main face on it. You know what I mean? So, for my 2019 Red Sox Mount Rushmore, in the number one slot, we've got um, Mookie Betts, who is really, really good. However, one thing I do want to bring up, Rafael Devers had, in 2019, 99 outs above – 99 percentile – Outs above average. So maybe I'm going to change that. How did that happen? What happened? He was really good. And he is really good. Uh, did, I, did, I, did I say yet that he is still on the Boston Red Sox? Have I told, have I told everyone? You that? are correct, Charlie. Yeah. Fantastic player. Great He guy. was better than Devers. Wow. He was. What? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Joey, you're, you're wrong. I'm I'm all over the place right now. Okay, Caesar, you want to go? Yes. So, talk to me. Quick and easy. Eduardo Rodriguez, the face uh, of my Mount Rushmore. 
I like the diversity. 5.5 wins above replacement. What? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's my man. I'm going to go Xander Bogarts on the team. I'm going to go Xander Bogarts. I'm going all offense here. I had Xander Bogarts in mine as well. Xander, Mookie, Rafi. No. That was, I mean, what a core. We could have had that core. You got anybody, Nick? I have four people. That would make sense. Who you got? Well, Chuck, it's funny you ask because 2019 was a tough year. And it started with a tough, what was it, 13-game road trip on the West Coast? Sure. Sure, sure was. Sure was tough. (laughs) Um, Well, here's what I'll say. I'll say I want to put Rafael Devers on my Mount Rushmore for sure. Hit 311, 555 slug. 32 bombs, but you know who had more bombs than that? Is Xander Bogarts. He had 33 bombs. Oh my god, I miss him. So Xander, Rafi, you're both you're both heading on my Mount Rushmore. From there, we take it, we take a trip to the pitching mound. All right. Is he a closer? That pitching mound, you know, they had some starters on it, but guess what, Chuck? Oh, I know where you're going, Nicholas. They had some relievers on it. Oh, yes. And a reliever that I want on my Mount Rushmore is none other than Red Sox legend himself from the, the home town of Arlington, Texas. Brandon Workman needs some respect. Wow. Wow. And 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 Chuck, thank you for the virtual applause, but it is it is not needed because I already know I'm correct. Oh, absolutely. Because let me tell you. Brandon Workman ended that season with a 10 and 1 record, which Chuck, is that good? It's fantastic, especially if you're I ready. also think that's good. He had the lowest whip of any Red Sox reliever, the lowest FIP of any Red Sox reliever, the lowest ERA of any Red Sox reliever. And he pitched the second most innings out of any Red Sox reliever. And guess how many home runs he gave up that year? Two? No, that's too many. He just gave up one home run that entire season. And he also finished that year with 16 saves, which, yes, led into a little bit of a dilemma of who was the closer in 2020. But that's just because of how good he was in 2019. So Brandon Workman, Rafael Devers, Xander Bogarts, they're going to be joined by none other. And I'm torn between this one because I want to give a shout out to Eduardo Rodriguez. But it is Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is the other deserving person. And I would also like to give a shout out to J.D. Martinez because he was great that year. 36 bombs for him. Did you you guys know? I honestly did not know. I have no memory of this. Brandon Workman. Oops. um, Through 19 games, 20 innings with the 2021 Boston Red Sox. Well, wasn't he traded at the deadline with with uh with with was it Hembry for Pavetta and Siebel? No. Yes. But how did he come back to the Red Sox? Why was he back with the Red Sox in twenty? I'm pretty sure it was arbitration. No, 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 no. We traded him to Philly. 
Didn't they trade him at 2020 or am I wrong? We traded him in 2020 with Hembry for Pavetta. Correct. And then I'm pretty sure he got released from the Phillies, signed with the Rockies in a minor league deal, got released from the Rockies, and the Red Sox took him back in the minor league deal. He went to the Cubs at one point. Cubs, not the Rockies. It was the Cubs, not the Rockies. So he signed with the Cubs in a minor league deal. The Cubs let him go. The Red Sox brought him back in the minor league deal, and then the Red Sox let him go. Weird Red Sox career. Two-time World Series champion, Brandon Workman. Brandon Workman, everyone. I have a new segment. Holy shit, he is a two-time World Series winner. Can I do my new segment? Can I do my new segment? Stage is yours, kids. I'm so excited. Okay, it's called. It's a good one, guys. All right. Name an obscure Red Sox reliever. And you get to talk about them for a second because I love them. Here we go. Uh, Charlie, go. Big shout out to this guy. Really glad he's not on the team anymore. Andrew Kashner. Wow. Yeah. But he wasn't, he was more of a starter. I want to say about Andrew Kashner was at the 2019 trade deadline that the Red Sox were sort of in a similar position they were in this past year. Do they buy? Do they sell? What do they do? What did they do? The only move they made was they brought in Andrew Cashman. Dog. 6.2 ERA. 6.2 ERA. Um, I think I think for my random Red Sox reliever, and Joey, I like this segment. We can keep this going. Um, there are a lot of directions I can go with this because there are a lot of random Red Sox relievers. But let me tell you, when when I when 2010, Joey, were you born then? I was four. You were four. Do you remember what you were doing in like October? I gained consciousness in 2013. Like oh, good for you, good for you, man. Yeah. Thank um, you. Well, I want to give a shout out to. How Booth old were you Bonzer. in 2010? Nine. Uh nine. But I want to give a shout out to Booth Bonzer because this man was just a beast in terms of his physical size, not in terms of his pitching ability. He ended that season with the Boston Red Sox, just throwing not one, but two innings. And they were both electric because he ended that year with a six fifth. And we have a guy like that with that size, that velocity, that himothy. He averaged 27 hits. You cannot be saying Himothy at 21 years old. He averaged 27 hits per nine. He averaged nine walks per nine. Not one, but zero strikeouts per nine. Boof Bonzer is a Red Sox legend. Caesar, go. Also a former Red Sox legend. That's the segment. Was it a reliever? Reliever, former obscure Red Sox reliever. Not a reliever, pitcher. Reliever. I'm talking about the all-star, Stephen Wright. It's a good answer. 2016 all-star. I met Stephen Wright. You guys know, you guys know in the Red Sox team store, there's like that, um, there's like that memorabilia room. You know, you know what I'm talking about? I do. Yes. I walk in one day before a game, standing in there, I swear to God, it's Stephen Wright for no reason, just taking pictures, fully in uniform, 
this is when he was like good too. This is when he was like our all-star, our knuckleballer all-star. Walk in, get a picture with Stephen Wright. This is before the allegations, I believe. And uh, that was, it was a great memory for me. So Caesar, continue with your spiel on uh, Stephen Wright here. Well, that's all I got. That's all I got. Oh. I wasn't aware that he had any allegations. Oh, domestic violence. Okay. Well, I would like to rescind my random uh, reliever slash pitcher. So, um, shout out Noe Ramirez. I remember him. Side armor. Uh, anyone else got anything to say here at all? Anyone here, if you just want to use some sort of signal. Oh, looks like you got Nick who raised his hand and moved to the front of the screen right where I can see him. Nick. Uh, well, how do you bring up Stephen Wright? Because just confirmed, not a great guy. Um, I remember when that whole thing about him came out. The report from MLB was he will be getting a suspension between 15 to 82 games. And I remember just thinking that is just an egregious amount of time to leave out in the open. Yeah, it was between 15 to what, 82? Yeah, 15 to 82 games. And, and uh, Caesar, it's funny, funny you name uh, Noe Ramirez because Noe Ramirez had quite the the journey. And I'm actually not joking. He, he went around to a bunch of different teams from the Reds and Angels and, and whoever else, whatever other team he was on. But the Reds traded him to I believe it was yeah the Reds or sorry the Angels had no A Ramirez Angels to the Diamondbacks no the let me think about this no because I'm pretty sure the Angels had no A Ramirez and they traded him to the Reds in exchange for Rysel Iglesias which is quite a lopsided trade if you ask me L deal Um, my, thank you. Uh, thank you guys. Um, my obscure reliever, this guy did not come to mind immediately, but he's someone that I loved. I appreciated. I was actually high on him. Yaxel Rios, 2021. This dude is throwing 100. He's throwing 101, like sinker splurves. I I, I don't even. Dude is, is ridiculous. He was, he was, um. I think he is now in the Mariners organization. Um, he was uh, had a 3.7 ERA with us in 20 games. So he threw some serious innings. Uh, he was very fun pitcher to watch. And now I'm going to look him up on Baseball Savant. But uh, Yaxel Rios is – oh, he's in the Braves organization now. But I don't know if you guys remember him. No, no. Okay. Well, I want to say Mike Zanino hit a grand slam off of him. <laughs> Mike Zanino's good. He's all right. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't the question. Yoxel Rios had a 95th percentile fastball velocity. Come on. Now I, now I need to look this up. Okay. Zanino hit a three run home run against Yoxel Rios. How do you remember that? Because I watch a lot of ball, ball, Joey. He isn't missing anything, dude. Do you know ball? I can know ball. He likes balls, man. 
Ask me, a, ask me a question about ball. Uh, Nick, when you Joey. when you go up to the plate and you're gonna hit the baseball, right? And you wanna you wanna go opposite field. Don't don't do that. Just <laughs> it's just weird. That's just uncomfortable. Hard G and all this weird weird episode from Nick. The thing um, is, is that this is a podcast and not a YouTube video, so the people at home just know you're just like making up some bullshit. I'm sorry, guys. I made it up. Nick was just looking at me normal, like waving. Joey, Joey, put your pants back on, dude. Whoa. <laughs> guys, disclaimer, I'm 16. I don't take my pants off. For yeah, anything. Chuck, dude, even, even if his pants were off, that's not great yeah, for that's us. That's actually a good point. Jeff, he, Joey did not. Joey did not do that. That's Joey did not do that. If anyone's listening back, I would, I would also like to go on the record to say Joey did not do that. <laughs> Charlie, can you just can you go on the record for me? I mean, there's internships at stake. Just I did not say that, right, Charlie? There, there's jobs you have at stake, Chuck. Uh, I don't think any of my employers would be listening to the Sox fan Sox fan pod in uh, in Cincinnati. But for for the record, Charlie, I'm coming to Ohio. I will say he did I'm not. Charlie. Pants were still on the entire time. Yes. Everybody. Charlie. Charlie was just envisioning what it would look like. All right, Joey, what was your question? Um, First off, I'm going to get to your question. Don't even worry. Charlie, I'm coming to Ohio um, on Wednesday. Where to? Um, Columbus. I'm going to come after Columbus Clippers game. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, Chuck, I'm going to uh, Ohio when the Sox play in Cleveland. Are you near there? I'll, I will 100% be there, 100,000%. Yeah, come on down, say hi. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever been to Progressive? Can't say I have. Can't say I have. It's nothing to write home about, but it's Caesar, nice. Is that the giveaway shirt from today? Yeah. Can you give us a review? It looks, it looks actually fire. It is, <laughs> dude. It's actually a pretty nice shirt. What does it say on the back? I don't know. Oh, six one seven. That's cool. That is sick. That is cool. Who is that? <laughs> I'm holding up a picture right now from Will Middlebrook's Instagram. Can you guys guess who that is? Quentin Barry. That's Darnell McDonald. Never would have guessed it. Anyway, Joey, what's your question for? Okay, me? Nick. Because you know ball, I'm gonna ask you a. I'm gonna ask you a stats question. Okay. And I'm going to ask you a, a ball question. I love both of those things. Okay, ball question. You're going up to the dish. You want to go – a guy's throwing heat, all right? You want to catch up with that heat. What are you going to do? What's, what's a strategy you can do to catch up with that heat? Heat, make contact. Well, it's funny. Wait, before you answer this, before you answer this, it's 11.15. I've been up since 4 in the morning. I have work in the gym tomorrow. So, man, I'm heading out of here. Caesar, for pleasure. As real. always, for the for the full man podcast, have a great, great. What are you, what are you hitting tomorrow? What are you hitting? Uh, tomorrow's legs. Oof. Well, try and enjoy tomorrow. Thank you, Caesar. Just another day. Too soon. Bye. Anyway, all right. Now we can start. <laughs> okay, Nick. As I said, the you Sox fan pod is brought to you. Keep going. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Sox fan pod. We're talking about Nick with we're talking about ball with Nick, um, not Nick with ball. Nick, you you're gonna go to the dish. Dude's throwing gas. I'm talking 
96 with a run, some Caleb Ort type cheese. You're Zach Neto. You haven't gotten a big league hit yet. You've barely been out of college. You got to get bat on ball. What are you doing? Well, you know, it's funny you ask that because I don't know if you know this, but a lot, a lot of, uh, of pitchers throw pretty hard. Wow. Yeah. And I think as a hitter, there are multiple steps you can take in terms of your approach to catch up to that, that cheese, that cheddar. And some of those with some of those methods uh, that can include uh, choking up and shortening up your swing, moving your hands up on the barrel to make your, your bat pass shorter. It can include having a Trey Turner two strike count approach, which includes not having a stride, but instead rotating your front foot, front foot 90 degrees so that you're still able to catch up to the heat of that fastball and then i would also say that you want to keep the bat head on the plate you want to keep it early and long and then that'll help you get the sweet spot of that barrel to the ball you're missing a big one what am i am i missing quick swing instead of hard swing no no you're missing a pretty big one see i all i needed was it choking it? up so you went above and beyond for me. Well, that was like my that was like my first thing. Um, what what, what wait, 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 let me think, let me think, what let me think. What are you thinking? Let me read you, Chuck. Where would so Sox fan Chuck be in his in his mind right now? Where where would I be? What am I thinking? <laughs> Turn into the pitch and just wear it. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely With an the face writing the pitch. That is right definitely an option. But the big thing, the big key that you're missing is if you want to hit a 96-mile-an-hour fastball, don't be a fucking pussy. Just fucking hit it. That's it. Uh, you're, you're in the major leagues. They pay you big money to do special shit. Just go out there and do it. It's not that hard. That's profound. I feel like that's a little directed at Rob Ruffsnyder. It's, uh, yeah, I mean. That, yeah. Rob Ruffsnyder is so good. I yeah. agree, and I, I don't understand why Chuck's taking that approach. Rob it's definitely not because of Refsnyder. You put those he doesn't strike out. I didn't say you. You said it. Rob Refsnyder, along with Alex Verdugo, nodded at me last game. Bobby wow. Dahlbeck winked at me last game. Wow, it was a crazy game. I also did want to talk Joey, about. This. Do you have do you have thoughts about Refsnyder hitting third in the lineup? Because it's been a. I thought it was just like a one day thing with that lineup in Tampa, and it's been like a consistent thing. I'm curious your thoughts. I don't hate it because. I've loved Ref Snyder's at-bats. I've loved his at-bats since he got to Boston. And I feel like when you need him in a big spot, he's one of those guys that can, like, put the ball in play or get you a productive out. I would like to see Turner there more often. Um, but Devers in the four-hole has been really effective, I think. Um, so I like Ref Snyder there, honestly. But he's... That's not my biggest concern right now. My biggest concern right now is that Nick's hand is raised, so I need to get to him. Go. Thanks, Joey. Um, hope all is well with you and yours. Um, I think that, like, one – all right, so one of the biggest concerns when Adam Duvall went out because he was crushing the ball, and it wasn't about where that power and that offense was going to come from. That wasn't really my concern. It's where that – power and that production is going to come from from the right-handed batter standpoint because there really isn't you look at Justin Turner and then you had Duvall and then it was like who who else is going to to match that production to get somewhere near that because I think we can both agree Duvall was playing a little bit better than we would expect him to do over a 162 game sample size but sure. 
I think it sounds like the Red Sox are almost banking on Ref Snyder to be that guy. But at the same time, it's like they don't have another choice, right? Like by putting Ref Snyder third, they're able to expand the lineup to then get Turner in that that five hole, whatever they choose to do, whether they rest on her fifth turn or third, whatever they choose to do. Right. And it, like, that's what I think uh, rest Snyder's real role is because if you get rid of rest Snyder, who's the right that you have on this lineup, you have Wong and you have Turner. And, and then you see, then you're seriously and Bobby Dahlbeck needs to be on the major. Chang and, and, yeah. Dahlbeck. Kike. I, I apologize to Kike. And his Kike's family. defense has been like, an absolute disaster, horrifying, all stats, eye test point to, this is a massive problem because he looks well, so gentlemen, bad at short. Gentlemen, we are missing a big piece in our lineup because of injury in that Trevor Story is Alberto not Modesty. Alberto Modesty is not That dude's going to be good. Trevor Story is not back. Once I, w- I would like to say, back. though, like I want to go on the record for this. I think it's very clear what Heim's vision was slash is for this team. Because I think we can all look at each other and say, the bullpen compared to last year has come a long ways. The rotation, it's been disappointing this year, but you're getting pieces back. We it's going to get a, yeah. We saw what a good start from Whitlock looks like. Bayo's still coming. Paxton hasn't pitched. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what he looks like. Sale's been disappointing so far. He has. Kluber, I think his last star, a lot of people were shitting on it. I think that's what you're going to get, and I'm perfectly fine with that. If he gives I'm not disappointed in, with Kluber so far. Yeah, I've been perfectly fine with Kluber, and that bullpen's been a lot better. And then if you're able to run down that lineup of going, you know, you, like, I don't want to go lineup, but I'll go position. The McGuire-Wong tandem, Wong has been amazing throwing runners out and McGuire's had a very good bat. He hit a bomb all the way to the first base line today. Uh, then you go first to third, you De- or uh Casas, Story, Mondesi, you know, and then Devers and then your outfield is supposed to be Kike, Yoshida, Verdugo, and then Turner DH. That's a damn oh. good team. And I'm glad that we're starting to see that vision. And then you also do Vol, And I left that out because Mondesi, Kike, you know, who, who knows how that'll work out. But I'm glad that the vision's starting to come out about what I'm viewed for this team. I seriously like like going into this year, I was unbelievably optimistic because this team, this team's ceiling. If this team, if, if every single player performs to hundred hundredth percentile, this team wins. This team is a is a, a wagon. Like if you get, you're looking at a first plate. I honestly believe if if you know you get a lead defense from T- Kike, hundred thirty WRC plus from Yoshida good developing bat if everyone develops like they should and like they can this team's a wagon they're not they've gotten bummed with injuries but i am still generally positive because the developments are all good other than basically sales the only guy where i'm like wow something's wrong and arroyo too he just looks so bad but like everyone else there are flashes of it and with reinforcements coming i think that it's going to get Far better. Like you, I mean, especially the catching. I'm glad you talked about that. The Red Sox, the Red Sox have like the best duo that you could have wanted. You have a great one, arguably a top three defensive catcher so far this year in Connor Wong. And then you have an arguably like top five batting catcher in McGuire for whatever reason. 
Talk about a fleece for Jake Diekman. I mean, what a deal that was. That was ridiculous. And Taylor Broadway is a nasty reliever down there in AAA. So I love the catching tandem. I thought that was going to be an issue, honestly, going into this year because I wanted Wilson Contreras badly, but he's been horrible. I I will say to add on to that, Joey, um, I think Wong is such – you know, I I don't like using this term much, but I do view him as I think he's pretty raw. And I don't say that as necessarily a negative thing. I say that more so as he's been, like, you look at him this year, I think he's been very good. And I also see that and say he can get a whole lot more better. I think defensively he's been great with his arm. There is an element, and Veritex working with him, so there's no better coach he has. But there's an element of him blocking the baseball as well where he can get a whole lot better as well. And he has some sneaky power. And I want to add to that as well, but I feel, I feel pretty, pretty good with, with Connor Wong going forward and then having McGuire coming off the bench as well. Joey, I'm not even going to lead you with the question. I'm just going to let you, let you speak. So this man has been bad. He's been really bad. He's been bad since he got here. He works with pitchers who are not bad. He makes them worse. Um, He has a low success rate. His name is not anyone on the 40-man roster. He's not in the Red Sox organization as a player. Um, He is a a pitching coach. His name is uh, Dave Bush. And Dave Bush today trotted out a fresh Brian Bayo who is – in my opinion, the Red Sox most talented and highest ceiling pitcher on the team in the entire organization, um, who I believe has true ace stuff. He has three plus pitches and a fastball, a slider, and his very best pitch is his changeup, which he generated a ton of swing and misses on. And he goes out there in the first inning and he throws not zero, not two, but one changeup. He threw one single changeup for a ball. Thank you, Nick, for confirming that. Um, and it was infuriating because he goes back in, he doesn't throw a lot of changeups this game. And you go back and you look at other players who have made questionable pitch calling decisions. You have questionable, uh, you got guys running wild on your pitching, not being able to make adjustments with that. Um, you know, guys like Chris Martin who come in, don't walk. It literally was a top, in my opinion, a top 25 reliever last year, doesn't walk anybody. And now he's walking people mechanically off, giving up barrels, no strikeouts. There are adjustments that have to be made that he hasn't made yet. Uh, Kenley has made good adjustments, and I'll give him that. But overall, Dave Bush, not good game calling. When he goes out to the mound, I feel less confident than when he came in. Um, and someone someone I'll talk about Dave Bush, because I do not like Dave Bush. I also don't like Peter Fats, but... I don't like Dave Bush the worst. The one thing I will say is I think sometimes it can be challenging to measure the success of a pitching coach when he doesn't have his full arsenal available to him. So I think I am going to save judgment until he has a full healthy rotation back because right now it has me great up to this point, but there have also been, we've also seen noticeable improvements uh, and not just from from Garrett Willock, Cutter Crawford today was awesome. 
And I think there have been been times as well we've seen pitchers struggle and then improve later in the games, like Feta last game. So, uh, Joey, not to rant on your parade, but I, I don't want to say anything bad about Dave Bush until until we're able to have a larger sample size. Charlie. You can mute. Dave Bush. I don't know. I don't really have anything bad to say about him yet. Uh, like Nick said, like the, the whole rotation is kind of fucked right now, and there's a lot of pieces missing. And uh, it's just – I don't know. I don't really have an input because Dave Bush is not my specialty. I like going into the players, not the coaches. But that's probably my fault. Um, kid from Elon. You in the middle, Nick? Go. Oh, Speak. thanks, guys. Yes. Uh, uh, I want to give uh, a couple quick shout outs. Uh, and I know Nick is all wrong. about shout outs, he gives shout outs to everyone. You know, I'm, I'm a big love wins guy, so I just want to want to shout out people who deserve some love, you know. Um, and I want to give a big shout out to Miguel Blaise because if you look at how the prospects in the Sox system have been doing this year, you won't be overwhelmed. Don't look it up. Do not look up Marcelo Meyer 2023. You know, I think there are a lot of guys. Marcelo Meyer, he is the weight of the world on his shoulders. So I don't want to. I don't want to say anything negative about him. But you know, there are a lot of guys who. By the way, I will see Marcelo Meyer this Thursday. He's coming to. Uh, Greensboro to play the Greensboro Grasshoppers. And do you I, know him? Uh, I do not, but I I know I have tickets for that game, so I will be there. In do you attendance. plan to attempt to meet him? Uh, I plan to have a couple beverages and you know see where the night takes me. But Miguel Blaze has been absolutely dominating. Uh, it is time in Salem. He has been so good hitting defensively. I'm I'm so excited about what the future holds for Miguel Blaze. Miguel Blaze is like I think Meyer is I think Meyer is the most important Red Sox prospect in the system because suddenly we have I mean he's our closest elite shortstop. Um but Miguel Blaze might I believe he might have the highest ceiling. This kid is literally five tool. Acuna type prospect. I believe there will be a time when Miguel Blaze is a top 10 prospect in baseball. I don't think it, it, I think it could come this year. It might not, but I think he is going to absolutely skyrocket in prospect rankings. This kid is so good. A great discovery by, um, is that Eddie Romero territory? Is that, is that him? Is he scouting director? I don't know. Nick should know that. I'm going to be honest. Wasn't listening to what you just said. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's Eddie Romero um, who did that. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, Eddie Romero. Good, good guy. Good guy. Thank you, Nick. So Nick is now listening. Um, so we've got him back on. And uh, yeah, no, Miggy Blaze is great. Um, I'd also like to give a shout out to not only Nick, but Shohei Otani for hitting a foul ball to the Red Sox trainer. And so the Red Sox trainer gets the ball. And he throws it up into the crowd. And guess who's in that crowd? I'm going to say it's Joey Giragos with the free tickets I gave him. Kaboom. Right on the money. Joey Giragos, not quite in the seats. Not quite in the seats that Nick gave him for free. But 
in in the second row behind the Red Sox dugout, which he did not pay for. Um, security did not buy walk by him once for whatever reason. So shout out to security. Ball comes up. Joey goes with a little Odell Beckham behind him. Does not catch it. He hasn't played baseball since sixth grade. Bounces off. Gets into a little bit of a tussle with an old man in a yellow sweater. Pulls it away. Gets it. Hand up. Gets hype. Shohei Otani foul ball over there. Very excited. Very proud. Um, Charlie, how many major league game balls have you gotten in the game? Uh, I want to say three, but two of which were just tossed to me by bad oh, boys. That counts. That, I, that I counts. caught a foul ball at a – I guess I didn't technically catch a foul ball at Camden Yards, though. Pretty electric. Those are all very valid. Nick, how about yeah. you? Uh, how many foul balls have I caught? How many game balls have you gotten from toss-ups or whatever? Oh, wait. This is including, like, just, like, being thrown one from, like, the bat boy? Yeah, I've never gotten a ball from the bat boy. Well, no, no, but you know what I mean. Like, just, like, someone throwing you a ball after, like, an inning? Yeah. Oh, well, then, like, more, like, a lot. How many? But I will say, I can tell you I've gotten three caught during – four caught during a game. That's crazy. One during a spring training game, uh, one during – sorry, let me rephrase that. Two during a spring training game, different game. One during a World Baseball Classic game, and then one at Fenway hit by Manny Ramirez at his return to Fenway with the Dodgers. That is cool. In Eddie Rodriguez's opening day – or first MLB start in which he had like five no-hit innings. How old were you when you got that Manny Ramirez ball? I, well, I wasn't that old. I wasn't that old. Were you so – you, oh, you were definitely not my age. You were, like um, – Like, I feel like I could just, like, look this up, but that sounds like a whole lot of typing for me to do. All so, let's we'll go ahead and say, like, I was 12. I've caught um, – I've caught nine. Not foul balls. Those are toss-ups. Um, I counted, like, about a year ago. Um, I have like 40, including minor league games, because I'd go to Lowell Spinners games for my birthday and they put you practically in the front row and you would get about six to 10 balls every game because um, there was no one there. I have a uh, Travis Shaw, Xander Bogart, Dustin Pedroia double play ball. Um, the only foul ball I ever caught was at a Portland Sea Dogs game. Uh, caught that straight in the air with my glove. And then I got a Xander Bogarts, threw it up to me. And a Shohei Otani foul ball, courtesy of Nick, who I will be sending that ball to shortly. Yeah, um, I highly doubt that. <laughs> no, I won't be. Um, Nick, uh, when I want tickets, should I always text you to buy them? Uh, sure. Because well, yeah, because I I always get free tickets, so I can I can do with that. Well, I will say you do not need to give them to me for free. Well, no, no, I will say so. I can only request free tickets under the Fenway Wi-Fi. So for you, I had to pull some strings. Um, I was able to pull those strings. Shout out Jacques de Carbonier. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, besides that, I do always have discounted tickets. So if anyone ever needs discounted tickets, you can hit me up on my Twitter where you'll have some great content. And on his Instagram story, which Josh Poscover slid up on. I uh, sure did. Sure did. Shout out that ginger. Fuck. Uh, Chuck, some final, final thoughts? 
Oh, I just kind of want to show you guys the new memorabilia added to the room. Uh, so, you know, we got the bats, we got a couple balls, over, we got the David Ortiz, and now we got a base. Wait, Charlie, whoa. Yeah, it's a, it is opening day Cleveland Guardians 2021. Last year, they were called the Cleveland Indians from Progressive Field. It was the first Last base. year, they were sure called the Cleveland Guardians. They were not the Cleveland Indians. Last 2021, year. not 22. Still not the Cleveland Indians in 2021. All right, my apologies. Well, <laughs> Cleveland Guardians. Anyway, regardless. Hashtag canceled Chuck. There it is. How did uh, you uh, wait? Charlie, also what's the uh, Jeff what's Bagwell? The Jeff Bagwell. Yeah. What's the what's the bat behind you? This bat? This black one right here? Yeah, the big black bat. Oh, well, let me get it for you, Chief. Take a look at this. Well, you guys might not know who it is, but it is signed by a ball player. It is signed by Cleveland Indians, 2009, Travis Hafner. Travis Hafner, let's go. Travis Hafner memorabilia. In the- All right, and Joey's flexing his Dan Ugla <laughs> memorabilia, which is why I got to flex my two World Series rings and a World wow. Classic Baseball. Wow. Nick, how many carrots are in those? 73,000. Bob Feller? Bob Feller. I just gotta say that. Chuck, this... Chuck, where are you? I'm in my room. I was gonna ask. I, like, are you? Are you at school? Oh uh, yeah, down in Cincy. That's such that's a cool. Your... Wait, wait, dude, that's your room? Yeah. Well, I mean, I live in a house with four other guys, and I just, I live, I don't know. Yeah, but dude, I live in like a box. Yeah, it's 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 a nice little. It's a nice little. I got a top gun poster. You got got a top gun poster and an Obi Wan poster. Come on, hell yeah, dude! I got one of my my club baseball team, which was just suspended. Wow, from the university. So that looks us. (laughs) Look at that. Who can 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 you see that? Don't be distracted by my deca medal. The six one seven. Six one seven. I got it. Is a look like it. Signed by Johnny Gomes for $71 on pristine auctions. That's my favorite. Pristine auctions, the one that's like super fake. So they don't tell you this, but like the the jersey, the autographs are obviously real, but the jerseys that they send you are just fake jerseys. They look horrible. Like I heard they're like like not even close to to real. The, The autographs are real. No, 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 but like the jerseys they jerseys send, they're not, not even close to like real jerseys. Like they'll have the name on the back and then like nothing on the front. It's it says Boston, but it's in all the wrong font and it like weighs like twenty five pounds. Oh yeah, my god! So if you're listening to this, we are sponsored today by Pristine Auction. Get your real jersey, real memorabilia here. And let me tell you what else, folks. The Boston Red Sox, coming off a detrimental sweep to the Tampa Bay Rays have gone on to win three out of four games against the I was trying to think what year they won the World Series Los Angeles Angels which have not won but 2002 World Series champion 2002 World Series champion Los Angeles Angels which have not won but two of the best players in the world in Shohei Otani and Zach Neto 
And they also have Mike Trout as well. And the Boston Red Sox were able to take three out of four against them. And their last game was very winnable. And they go on from here against the Minnesota Twins. And then they play the Milwaukee Brewers. And I got to say one thing, folks. You were the duck boats.